What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, it's going to be a very, very, very hot weekend heading into the 4th of July holiday, even though we have to work on Monday. Hot and dry conditions along with- Who cares? Not going to be anybody on the road. I just think it's weird. I just feel like it's weird we should have that day off. It's a weird situation. It's a Tuesday. I know, but I, I can still be a crab about it. Hot and dry conditions, along with elevated fire weather, are expected throughout yeah, no Southern fireworks. California. Careful. Yes. Um, it's going to last uh, Friday through Monday, according to the National Weather Service. Temperatures are expected to peak in the 90s and up to 109 degrees in some areas, Damn. with the hottest temps expected Saturday and or Sunday. An excessive heat warning will likely be in place in most areas, so be sure to stay hydrated and take care with possible fire ignition sources, such as fireworks and lawn care equipment. And, you know, check on your elderly. Check on the pets. Don't keep them outside too long. All that stuff. Wow, yeah. it's going to be hot, huh? Yeah. Hmm. It's getting like hot in her. Oh, you know like it. Once once a year, right around this time, right around 4th of July, there's like a good three days that really, really suck as far yeah. as heat goes. I know. And last week I was telling you guys I was out in the desert and the temperatures were in like the high 90s, which for everybody there was winter time. And, um, and it's going to be like 115 out in the desert this weekend. So... Man, up in the valley, I'm sure it's going to be hot, real hot. Uh, yeah, I would have guessed so. Hold on, let's take a look. But here. the whole thing about the Monday thing, I, I will just say this: like, if you're going to celebrate the Fourth of July on Sunday because it's the weekend, um, then you're going to go back to work on Monday. Then you're going to take the day, the actual holiday, off on Tuesday. And then go back to work on Wednesday. It's very disjointed. Yeah, I feel like I would rather just have Monday off and then come back to work on Tuesday. Even though Tuesday is the actual 4th of July. Wouldn't you? If you had to choose, wouldn't you? Yeah, Yeah, if I could choose having off Monday or Tuesday, I'd rather have off Monday than Tuesday. Yeah, same. No way. Monday's easy. Monday's like the easiest day to do do this job. So give me Tuesday. Wednesday's by far the most challenging day to do this job. But Tuesday would technically be Monday because we wouldn't have been on the air on Monday. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I feel like it does. Tuesday's one of those days that sometimes there's stuff, sometimes there's not stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it would be the Monday, so you'd have all the stuff from the weekend It doesn't matter, but then you still have Wednesday and Thursday, you know? So it's like... Hey, listen, by the way, we need to make a decision here as a show. By the way, Northridge, I'm looking in the valley. The San Fernando yeah. Valley. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be like 100 degrees up there. Yeah. Hey, we got to make a decision as a show, all four of us, because, yeah. you know, now you guys mm-hmm. have roped me into a hot dog eating competition with we Steve We have Mason. not roped you in. Steve Mason challenged yeah, you. Yeah, you can choose to decline, but I mean, well, who be, wants to be that can, guy? You could be a chicken and yeah. not Well, do that's it. just it. Yeah. I mean, come on. I can't let down the show. I mean, yeah, I got to go in there and I got to go in there and kick some ass. You're but, right. Exactly. But here's the thing. I want to caution you guys on something. Listen to me. This is important. I'm sorry. That's too No, it's okay. This is very important, okay? Mm -hmm. Wednesday, if I get into this hot dog eating competition with Mason. It's Thursday. We'd have to do it Thursday. Yeah, he's not here on Wednesday. Wednesday. He's on assignment. Oh, Oh, okay. That's fine. Because here, I was going to warn you guys that if, if we have the hot dog eating competition on Wednesday... After we get off the air, if we're going to go over to this WNBA game, the first of my life. Oh, your underpants. Well, I mean, I'm going to be a mess. Yeah. Well, that's exactly why we're doing it Thursday. Yeah, well, but then Thursday, I got to drive to South South LA. I'm going to have to bring why don't a you six just spend pack. The, Cap, why don't you spend the night Wednesday night at the East yeah. Central Hotel? Yeah, just do it that Because yeah. we're going to be here late anyway. I'm going to stay. I'm going to be staying at the East Central. Okay, so then what's the problem? You no, just, no, it's Thursday if we have the hot dog eating competition. Yeah. Then, then I got to drive south, and then I'm going to have to stop on Ortega Parkway. Oh, well. 
at uh, at the inn. Oh well, they don't have to use their bathrooms for a number two. I mean, you do it anyways. Yeah, yeah exactly. True. You would you be doing it. it anyway. You'd probably you know eat something else that would make you have to stop and get new underpants anyway. So, yeah, what does true. it matter if it's hot dogs or whatever it is that you decide to eat that day? I don't know. Hebrew Nats, man. Hebrew Nats. Yep. There you go. Um, so, Cappy, there's like some internet stuff going on. Tell me. I want to hear it. I'm going to follow it. I even have my notepad here, George. Okay. So, there was this anonymous Twitter account mm-hmm. called at Dropping Dimes 20. Dropping Dimes 20. So, and Funchy, Lindsay, and everyone, Laura, help me along here if I'm missing anything. Okay. Funchy's okay. very, I feel like, in He's tune with this too, particularly. Very plugged I'm in writing this down so I can do research. So, Dropping Dimes 20, Funchy, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong. Dropping Dimes 20, this like random Twitter account. Um, nailed a lot of things. They nailed the uh, James Harden opting in and then wanting to get traded to the Clippers, right? Yes, sir. Uh, they nailed um, the top five picks in the draft, including the Thompson Twins, which not not every it didn't feel like there was a given as to where they would go. Cam Whitmore dropping in the draft, and there was another NBA. Oh, uh, he had Bradley Beal going to the Suns. Yeah. Um, before anybody, okay, this random account, like literally it's just like a rando account. It doesn't even have a picture, okay? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, yo, who is this person? Who right? is it? So we don't know. Still? So the assumption is that it's probably someone who is like related to someone very plugged into the NBA. That could be a GM or an agent or a player or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody talks. So this account Literally disappeared today. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. And I can't find it. Two or three, less than three hours ago, it just deleted itself. Mm-hmm. And then now Funchy says there's a new account called Ad Dropping Dimes 50, but it's, and he's, this, or he or she, this person is putting out more information, but the Twitter sphere is questioning whether Dropping Dimes 50 is really Dropping Dimes 20. And that, Funchy, was the first question I asked you. You said, it's it's him, it's him, it's Dropping Dimes 20. And I was like, how do we know? And he's like, well, he said it. I'm like, so what if he said it? We don't know if it's Dropping Dimes 20. He acknowledged that his previous page got del- uh, deleted. That's why. Right, but we all saw that. So Dropping Dimes 20 had 42,000 followers in no a very sh- short amount of time. How and many dropping dimes fifty have? I think like like four now. In four hundred right now. Yeah, four, I see forty five. Forty five hundred, and they started two hours ago. All right, I'm going to follow them right now. So I don't know if dropping dimes fifty is the same as dropping dimes twenty, but dropping dimes twenty was dropping dimes. <laughs> dropping okay. dimes fifty says uh, framework for Harden to the Clippers. Clippers get James Harden. The Sixers will get Norman Powell, Terrence Mann, and Marcus Morris. We'll see. We'll see if dropping dimes is fifty is real because dropping dimes twenty was nailing stuff. That works salary wise, though. It does, of course. But anyone with the uh, trade machine can do that on ESPN.com. So there's that. So I, I just want listen. If that happens that way, then I will believe dropping dimes fifty was dropping dimes twenty. Also, Dropping Dimes 50 is saying that uh, Milwaukee and Portland have had discussions about Dame. About Dame, but I feel like that was not, like they were ruled out very early in the process, so I'd be it'd be strange that they'd be coming back to that. Um, but nonetheless, we'll see. We'll see. But Cappy, the point is this, is that every couple of years in NBA free agency, mm-hmm. there is this rando, weird, 
Twitter account, and I'm not saying it's the same person every time, that happens to come out and start leaking information about things that end up happening. So this is like a real thing. So if you want to, you, you, since we've gotten you into this culture, you now are being ingrained into the culture for real because now we've got a rando account dropping dimes. Dropping dimes fitty. He actually should change his whole... Or she. Yeah, he or she should change it from dropping dimes 5-0 to dropping dimes, F-I-D-D-Y, dropping dimes, fitty. Mm. That would be cooler. That'd be a little more street cred. By the way, you and I right now on the airwaves of 710 throughout Los Angeles are helping this guy grow his following right now, George. He's added about 60 followers since you and I brought it up. Okay, well, I'm just saying maybe drop, I don't know. I want to see if dropping dimes 50 is as good as dropping dimes 20. I don't know if it's the same person. But I was, you know, these things happen. People get on there as anonymous accounts and they put stuff out there and you start seeing it hit and you're like, yeah, this person knows stuff. So we'll find out if this particular version, dropping dimes 50, that's not dropping dimes 20, maybe, maybe not. We'll see if they're the same person. Watch. hmm. The guy's just doing it for clout and we're all getting... We're all getting yeah. Well, the first one clearly wasn't yeah. doing it for clout. They were yeah. doing it and putting real stuff out there. Sure, but like Maybe. you said, you know, anyone could be doing this. Yeah, I could but, be doing it. But an account with 42,000 Twitter followers just deleted. Psh, gone. Funch well, could be dropping dimes. The, the, the funny thing is, why did they delete? Now, somebody told them, hey. My guess is that. Is that somebody, who whoever they're close to, whether it's an executive or an agent or a player, is like, yo, 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 you need to cut that out because we do not need them finding out who you're close to. What if it's like a real actual GM? Well, we've had that before, too, in the NBA. Remember the guy who got fired from the Sixers? That's right. That's right. Well, um, um, uh, uh, the son's yes. son. Oh, um, what's the guy's name? Steve, Steve no. Stevenson. Oh. Joe Josephson. Who runs Team USA now? Yes, uh, Colangelo. Colangelo. Yes, Colangelo. Oh, Colangelo. Have you got it? His, what, for George? His, his son, Brian Colangelo. Yes. Mind blown. Had a burner. <laughs> That's right. My mind and is blown, And got fired Cappy. for it. My mind is blown, He Cappy. was like ripping Sixers players to like... On the internet, and it was like the weirdest thing ever. Like, or it was his wife. Was it his wife? Uh, Brian, Col- go Google that, Funchy. I think it was. I don't know if it was Brian Colangelo himself. Well, if it is, that's the only thing he's probably or the the most known. Yes, it thing. was Brian Colangelo. It was himself. himself. Yes. yes, it was himself. Burner account. Yes. Yeah. I did a terrible, terrible thing. Now what? With the father, Jerry Colangelo. Yeah. I did a horrible thing. Uh oh! What'd you do? This is bad. This is very bad. Probably not going to shock you guys, but I promise you it's really bad. We'll spill the beans. Let's go. I mean, we got a break, so I guess you could do it when we get yeah, back. Yeah, just get on the other side. I'm going to tell you this story, George, but tell- don't judge me. Okay. Tell us on the other side about what you did to poor Jerry Colangelo one time. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're just tuning in, James Harden could be a clipper. We'll find out if that happens next. Thank you, Chris. I feel like we all got to do that now when he throws it to us. So I was listening to this song, and um, I'll say which one it is because I feel like Cappy won't know unless you want to take a stab at it. Which song? This song right here? Yes. Give me a hint. It's uh, Neo's featured in it. Neo? Yeah. He's literally saying it now. <laughs> is it 
You make me better? Yeah, yeah close. Yeah, go, make yeah. Me better. Yeah. Get it, Kev. That's nice. like. Do you know who's, who actually is the lead on this? Well, I know Neo is a part of it. It's a collab, George. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Neo's, Neo's collab. But do you know who, 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 the, who the lead is? No. Can someone give me a hint? Uh, I feel like if I just say it, it's going to. Hold on. I'm trying to think yeah. of a song that he also has. Hold on. Oh, I feel like hint. if you turn okay. it up, maybe he might recognize it. Who would. I mean, he has a pretty recognizable voice. He does. Is it Wiz Khalifa? No. No, not even close. Yes. All, right. Yeah. All right. It's All fabulous. Right. Yeah. Fa- oh, I would never have gotten fabulous. Oh, um, at least I admit it. So I was I was driving here and I was listening to the song. And um, I remember that this song played when I kissed this guy a long time ago. Which guy? The Uber driver that time? No, not that guy. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why you brought that one up. That was weird. I don't know. No, I mean, this is like, an old song. Anyways. Oh, and right. then I thought I was like, I don't know why then the song that I actually had my first kiss who played and I was like man I wonder if you guys remember who your first kiss was with uh Becky Fernandez in oh damn that was quick <laughs> I know mine too <laughs> fourth grade okay maybe maybe fifth fourth grade fifth I don't know, somewhere in that range okay okay Cabby. yeah no I don't have my first kiss what? I don't know the girl's name don't how know do you not name. remember that don't yeah. know her name I, I can see where I was I, but I don't know who she was. But I mean, I'm I'm also kind of young like you, George. I was probably like in like third, fourth grade. Oh, that's you know? yeah. I was in seventh grade, and I wanted it already. You know, Ew. <laughs> so it's funny. I I ran into her as an adult, and we would and we laughed about it. All really? The, yeah. You yeah. guys didn't make out on the spot. No, dude. No. She had her boyfriend there. Oh. <laughs> like she she you she actually again? she brought it up, and we we thought it was fun. we were adults. It was a funny conversation to have about being eight years old. Always <laughs> extra cap. So I had my I call in my first kiss when I was like it was like summer of going into seventh grade. So like after sixth grade, but. My first kiss, but I don't count it because I was so young. I was like five years old, and my sister um, caught me with the guy that she used to babysit us, and she always brings that up. She's like, oh, my God, you guys were underneath, like, because we had bunk beds, and she's like, we were looking for you guys. We thought you guys left, and she goes, you guys were kissing. But I, I feel like when you're five, like, that doesn't count. I feel like little kids do that all the time. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, now that you just said that, I just came up with the name. Who? Debbie Bresky. Bresky? Debbie Bresky. <laughs> that tracks with you. <laughs> yeah. Debbie Bresky. I think they both make sense. Rebecca Fernandez or Becky yeah. Fernandez right. and Debbie Bresky. Yeah. What Debbie about Bunchy? Do you remember your first kiss, Bunch? Uh, I think it was a spinning the bottle type situation. Oh, oh so you had to already been at least middle school, junior high. Yeah, it was or like whatever. middle school. Yeah. 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 Spin the bottle. That's hot. I was in seventh grade and it was Ramy Garot and I was. We were rollerblading, and like when he went to go home with his friend, we were on our rollerblades, and we we're like kind of like rolling down the sidewalk. It was very weird. <laughs> the weird thing is, is when you're a dad and you've got three daughters in particular, uh-huh. and they are now you know sixteen, nineteen, and twenty one. You just have to start accepting that they're making out with dudes, and probably more too. And dude, I caught one of them. <laughs> wait, wait, him. you caught one kissing? Like I recently? Caught, like recently, I mm. I came uh-huh. home. Nick the stick. Is this a better story than than uh, than Colangelo? I mean, I don't. Th- I think you're going to be blown away by this Colangelo story. <laughs> okay, I'm, we'll I'm finish a, this I'm one quick. Then. To tell it, I really yeah. am. Quick, quick. Uh, finish I know, this I, one I, quick. I caught I caught one of the daughters. I don't even. Yes, all right. He was Nick the stick was here, and they were in the they were in the hot tub making out. Wow, in the Whoa. hot tub. <laughs> I know. In your hot tub. Oh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Only one's using it, I can tell you that. I've never gone back in it. I'm like, ugh, who knows what's in this thing. I mean, you don't clean it? 
I mean, I, I don't. Some guy does. Right. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah. And some guy does. And then Jack, the dog, goes after to bite this pool guy. And I told him the other day, I go, don't worry about it. He just had seven teeth pulled. He's fine. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so bad. Uh, so anyway, Nick the Stick made out with your daughter. Now, what did you do to embarrass yourself with uh, Jerry Colangelo? All right, this is a totally true story. It's one of those stories that you would never believe, but I'm, you're going to have to just work with me on this one, okay? Because mm-hmm. I don't even believe that I did this, but it was stupid. I was, I was young, and I was dumb, and I was kind of being like a bragger, and I was like, okay, I can do this. So I was at spring training. This is many years ago, uh, baseball spring training in Arizona, yeah. and the Suns were playing a game that night. I don't remember who they were playing. And um, we couldn't get tickets. We couldn't find tickets to the game. And, of course, George, somebody said, well, why don't we you know, buy them? But this is well before secondary markets and you know, the, the access to these kinds of things. So I'm like, nah, we'll come up with something creative. So here's what I did. This is a completely, I swear to you, true story. I'm embarrassed to tell it, but here it goes. I call the ticket office. I get the ticket office. This is before Twitter, before Facebook, before Instagram. This is oh, my well God. I already know what you're media. doing. I already know what you're doing. Go ahead. I call the ticket office yeah. at the at the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hi, uh, Suns tickets, whatever this lady's name was. Hi, you know, I'm, I'm Suzanne. Can I help you? And I'm like, oh, Suzanne, how are you? Good evening. Uh, this is uh, Jerry Colangelo. Oh, like, oh, my God. Hello, Mr. Colangelo. I'm like, how are you? How's things going down there? He's like, oh, they're going really good. Like, how are we doing on tickets? Tonight? Like, I just played. I'm like, Listen, could you do me a favor? I have a friend coming to the game tonight. If you could just leave four tickets in his name, that would be really helping me out a little oh bit. Could you do that? Oh, my God. So I give her my name, and I'm not joking around. Like two hours later, I go to the ticket office, and I pick up these tickets that are left in my name by Jerry Colangelo, but I'm Jerry Colangelo. And I, like, made this whole thing up on the spot, but I saw, like, Ferris Bueller's day off in my mind, Yeah, you know, like where Cameron calls the principal, and he goes, have my daughter waiting outside, you know, like that kind of a deal. Mm -hmm. So I was like... Yeah, this is uh, Jerry Colangelo, and uh, if you could just leave some tickets for my friend Scott Kaplan, who's going to be there. And I pull up, and I pick these tickets up, and, and my friends who are with me are like, I can't believe it. I can't believe this worked. Everybody's so psyched, right? We go into the arena. Oh, boy. We sit down at the seats, and I start getting super paranoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, shocker, yeah. But I mean, like, super paranoid. Yeah. Like, they got to have cameras on me somewhere, like... Who's the guy that called and said he was Colangelo that got the tickets? And we know they're in section 118, row four, seats six, seven, eight, and nine. And like the whole game, I was paranoid that they were going to come find me. True story. Swear to God, never came for us. Nothing. I, th- I'm telling you, pre-internet. When I say internet, pre like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, social media. But I called that ticket office. Played Jerry Colangelo on the phone, and that girl left me those tickets. <laughs> and they were good seats. Oh, there you go. That, 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 that sounds very much on is brand. That, is that on brand? Yes. I mean, is that like making out with Debbie Bresky? Yeah. I think it's probably a little better than making out with Debbie Bresky. This, this does how, not surprise you, does this? How do you come no. up with these, like, scams, these <laughs> moochie scams? <laughs> What is this? That's that's a scam. How'd you come up with this? I acknowledge that was a scam. I acknowledge that was a scam. Right, and that's why you were terrified that you were going to get pulled out of there by your man bun. No (laughs) doubt about it, George. George, yes, you're right. No doubt about it. I was like petrified the rest of the night. I was like, I pulled it off that they left the tickets, but they're gonna come bust me. Just for the sport of it all, they're gonna come bust me. Yeah. 
They didn't do it. Yeah. Well, you know, what year was this? This is probably 2000 and like, I want to say like four or five. So they were good. Like, you're talking like Steve Nash sons. Yeah, like this was a time that like people wanted to go see the Suns play. And, you know, everybody's there for spring training. So people are like, hey, what are we doing tonight? Well, the Suns are playing, and everybody wants to go. I mean, all the ball players from all the different baseball teams, everybody wants to go. And we wanted to go. We didn't have any tickets. Wow. I, call, I called. I was Jerry Colangelo that night. Right. And you leave some tickets for my friend Scott Kaplan who's going to be down there. <laughs> this is no. Jerry Colangelo. I feel like in, in Phoenix you could get away with that. <laughs> How Back many then, other times yeah. have you pulled this scam elsewhere? Um, I, I, I will admit that I'm, I'm one for one on this particular scam. Really? Right. Yeah, that's never... not one you can't go to the well that many times. No, you can't do it. And in today's day and age, you can't pull it well, off. Well, you definitely can't pull it off now. No, not today. Yeah. You know, it's not like I can call down to the Lakers and go, hi, it's Jeannie Buss. How are you? Can you do me a favor? My friend Scott Kaplan's coming to the game. Leave some tickets. Thanks. Bye. I don't, it's just not going to work now. Yeah. Back then it worked. Hi, Guppy. Surprised? No, not at all believe it a hundred percent yeah it's true true story i believe it yeah you're yeah, ridiculous enough to try that <laughs> <laughs> you're also a dumbass enough to try it too. <laughs> that i agree with did he ever find out or this this is probably the first like, no i'm sure no. you've never told yeah. jerry colangelo you impersonated him is my guess i've never someone run into will him to tell him but i i will tell you this right now that this happened so many years ago and i mean dude when i came back on the air the next day i couldn't brag enough about what I had just pulled off, you know, like I thought it was really cool, and then I and then I got really paranoid again. Yeah, like, why oh, did I, do I that? shouldn't have said that. Right. Yeah, like why did I say that on the air? Like I got away with it. Well, and everybody? that was pre-podcast, so you were good then. Yeah, at least nobody could hear it unless they heard it live. That is true. That is one hundred percent true. Yeah, that, right. There was no Twitter to uh, to say, "Hey, listen to Cap tell the story about how he scammed the Phoenix Suns ticket office." <laughs> There's also no Barrett Sports Media back then to sell yeah, you, you out. You couldn't pay those guys. Yeah, right? I know. I couldn't. I couldn't plan a story. Like, call them like, "Hey guys, make sure you don't run this one." Yeah. Or, "Hey guys, you should you should hear this story that I pulled off." Hey, what, so what's happening in this Clay Steph Mahomes? Kelsey think, thing. I see Draymond's I out you, there now. I do not. I could not care less about this. I know, but I think Mahomes and Kelsey are destroying Clay and and Steph. And I think going in, I think Steph and Clay were like probably really big favorites. No, no, no. But here's Draymond being interviewed right now. And uh, I, I listen. I, you say you, you don't really care. Well, it is. says here that they're still alive, according to some oh. betting website. Really? Well, I mean, they're. I, I assume they're playing. They're playing match play, yeah. right? So, I mean, last I saw, it seemed like Kelsey and Mahomes were up big, which is hard to believe because, I mean, Steph's a really good player. I don't know about Clay. Yeah, I don't think Clay's that good. No, but he looks athletic. You know, I mean, like, you ever see sometimes a basketball player throws out a first pitch at a baseball game and you're like, my man has never thrown a ball in his life? Yeah. You know? I mean, Clay looks athletic. Something happened though, to, to, to Steph. I don't know if he got hit by a ball in the neck or something. I don't know. There could be a major injury here, George. All right. Well, I don't really care that much, to be honest with you. I can't believe they're doing this on a Thursday night I, at 6.30 at I, night. I just asked because it was on the TV. Yeah. I think it's dumb. What? The whole thing? Yeah, I mean, I'm a golf fan. Me and Funch were just talking about it. As a golf fan, like I think this is like, oh, who cares? But, I mean, what if it were like a Sunday afternoon and there was nothing on? There I'd were no sports watch on. Hello, You're right. friends. Yeah, right. Yeah, you get Jim, Jim Nance, Nance to announce yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Hello, friends, and thank you for the tequila mandala. <laughs> Allegedly. Well, here's the thing, and I, I think this is the big payoff on this. Mm -hmm. is now, you, gotta, I, you owe him for getting you tickets to the Final Four. 
Well, I, I want to send a gift that says thank you. Yeah. And I want to send it. He's right, because he'll Google and be like, wow, this, yeah. is a, this is an expensive bottle of tequila. Which is why, Laura, you now have to understand, this is why I can't crack the bottle of the of the extra Añejo, because I have to send it to Jim Nance. Right, and he, he needs to think that you actually paid for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, he probably knows better. That's true. He knows Cap, so you know, you know what? You know, you know, he and I had a bet one time, George. Mm. That uh, he that you could call the Suns ticket office and no. and fake Jerry Colangelo's voice? Nope. It was a different oh. bet. So Nance and I had a bet. His Houston Cougars were playing my Pitt Panthers in a college bowl game. Mm-hmm. We had a five hundred dollar wager on the game for our favorite restaurant. And um Pitt was winning like thirty five nothing and Houston came back and won like forty two thirty five. And I had to pay up the bet. Now, George, you know. I don't want to pay this bet. Yeah. So I go to the restaurant. I buy the, the gift card, $500. I didn't have $500 to spend on Jim Nance's gift card. I send it to Jim. For the next two plus years, every time I spoke to him, I'm like, when are we going to use that gift card? He's like, oh, it's in my desk drawer. It's right here. And finally, after about three years of having this gift card, of him not using it, I got it in the mail one day. Oh, that's funny. He sent it to me. He's like, hey. You spent 500 on it. I'm not going to use it. Here, you use it. Oh, that's nice. I'd like to see if I could still find that. That's All right. around here. Big somewhere. deal or no deal is next. All right, time for big deal or no deal here on Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Lindsay Baseball standing by. The queen at unique with that underscore at the end. She's ready to roll. Funchy's in the house. And Shidano going to jump right back in. Here's Lindsay Baseball. Well, you're really stretching for time there with that, huh? I like to introduce everybody, a little reset, you know? Okay. Well then, Cappy, I'm just going to sit here and stall. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) All New York City public schools will soon be required to offer two to five minutes of mindful breathing exercises to students every day. Mm -hmm. The city's mayor made the announcement yesterday saying, quote, Breathing calms your nervous system. It helps to center us and regain our sense of balance and focus. It's a valuable, low-cost tool that is proven to improve mental health and well-being. The mayor is a big promoter of meditation and yoga and said that the practice even helped him win his mayoral race because his opponents feared his cool. I think this is a big deal, and I also think it's a great idea. So should they do this everywhere, in all public schools across the entire country? Hmm. I mean, it sounds like a nice idea. Hey, everybody, let's take a little breath. Two to five minutes of mindful breathing exercises. What's wrong with that? I think that's a great idea. Sounds solid. No, like two minutes or you think 30 seconds? How much time do we need? Two to five minutes of breathing. In through the nose, George, out through the mouth. Breathe in positivity, exhale negativity. Do you meditate at all, Cappy? I don't because my brain never stops, so I can't do it. I think that you should, I mean, it is a lot of work, but I feel like once you do it once, like you just, it's kind of like exercising, you know, like once you do it, it only takes the first time, you know, and then you'll be hooked. I think you should be required to do it. I've tried. I've tried to meditate. I lay there. I breathe. I try and think about nothing, but then I'm thinking about stuff. And then I can't just sit still. So then I get up and then I, I don't, George, you can meditate. I mean, I, I feel like I would be crazy if I didn't meditate. Yeah. How much meditation do you do every day? Oh my God. In the morning, I have to do it. How much? What are we talking? No, just quick two minutes on my hike. I stop somewhere really pretty and uh, I look and then, uh, you know, I chill and then I keep going. 
And that's hmm. usually where I make a call to like Lindsay after or like Morales or whatever. On All the right. hike. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, listen, I'm for it. Anything that keeps these kids calm down, keeps their heads on straight. Cap, I'm going to start requiring it of you. Let's Real, see if you, you can are? do it. Yeah. Like, what if I like set a time every day where I was like, Cap, you take your two minutes and you just turn everything off and you just mm-hmm. breathe for two minutes. Do you Cap, think that like would that. help help ground you, keep you centered? I don't know. Let's try it. I think you should try it. What's, what time's a good time for me to like remind you? I'll put it in my little calendar. You know, today, in the middle of the day, I decided, you know what? I need some fresh air. And I went out for a nice walk. I found it to be very meditative. Yeah, that's very perfect. very relaxing. That's great time to do it. Okay, middle of the day would be a nice time. How about like 12.30? Yeah, how about like 1.15? 1.15. 1.15 well, would be a nice time. It's usually when I talk to George. Oh. In between like 1, 1.30. Mm. In that range. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. about how about how about 12.45? 12.45 might work. Could. Okay. We'll try. Could work. We'll try that. All right, give it a shot. Okay, cool. What's next? All right, so in a recent feature by Vanity Fair, Chief Superstar Travis Kelsey admits that he's underpaid, but he's okay with it. Mm -hmm. So last season, Kelsey led the league in receptions and was second in receiving yards, and his average of $14.3 million per year, that's the average, is the third most among all tight ends behind Darren Waller and George Kittle. He said, quote, you see how much more money you could be making, and yeah, it hits you in the gut a little bit, kind of makes you think you're being taken advantage of. But he said that, if he pressed the gas on his contract, ultimately he could be making more, but winning's more important to him. Is the fact that winning is more important, or at least that's what he says, is that a big deal or no deal, George? Yeah, it's a big deal in a sport that's salary capped and you're the best player at your position. I mean, hell, I mean, he's arguably one of the best to do it ever, right? He's in that conversation for sure. Definitely, no doubt. Uh, I think that you could press the gas and, you know, but... If you're comfortable and you live a good life, like, you know, look, I we I, I think we made this, we had this conversation not too long ago, right? Like, other people here, I, I've had the chance to go make more money, and I'm like, nah, I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm good. You That's because I mean? you're winning show of the year here. Well, there's that too. I didn't mean just the radio no, portion no, of it. I've just been like other work, you know I'm what kidding. I'm saying? And it's just like, nah, I like, I like my gig, you know? And I like climbing here, you know? Um, so yeah, I think that you're on a winning team and that's like kind of the broadcaster equivalent. You're on a winning team, right? Um, you, you try to keep it going, right? And in their case, it's even more, um, important because there is legitimately a number they can only hit, you know? See, I think if you're Travis Kelsey, you got to play the long game here. You're making a lot of money. You're living a very nice lifestyle. You live in a in a community, Kansas City, or you know he's from. Uh, aren't they went to Cincinnati? But where are they from? The Kelsey Cleveland. Cleveland. Remember they threw you. up the he threw up the first pitch right. at the Indians or Guardians right. game, and uh, Lindsey was all bent out of shape about it. So wherever home may be, whether it is Kansas City or I mean, if it's it not is Cleveland, Cleveland right now, is or it? if it is since. But my point I'm trying to make no, is he that not yeah. he's not living in L.A. necessarily, or Miami, or New York City. So he's making a lot of money. He's pro- he's living in more reasonable uh, places. And in the long game for Travis Kelsey, in my opinion, is keep winning, win another Super Bowl or more while you've got Mahomes, and then you're going into the Hall of Fame and you're literally making money the rest of your life based on the success you had as a young man. You know, not everybody has such a big ego that they have to be the highest paid player. Winning can be more important to some people. Yeah. Do you think that... Right now, he's a Hall of Famer? Yes. Oh, for sure. 
Yes. Don't you think that he's probably one of like the top five faces of the league? As far he's everywhere. He he's no, the only NFL quarterbacks are generally the faces of the yeah, league. Yeah, but though. he hosted Saturday Night Live. There no, and he an did an... that dating show. Yeah. I get it. You I know mean, what I mean? Like, I, yeah, in that I mean, perspective, I, I don't mean... know if he's one of the top five faces. I think he's one of them. Yeah, I I would say non quarterback division. Yes, but he I think one quarterbacks of the are the guys. You yeah. know, but he but he is a huge star. Yes, a monster star. Yes, and he's a character. He is. You know, he's not so vanilla. There's a little bit of flavor. To Travis Kelsey. I mean, he's on TV right now, golfing with Steph and, you know. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, but the quarterback's always going to be the faces. I think, sure. yeah, I think he's probably one of maybe top five most, like, popular, well-known. Every rare occasion, there's, like, a defensive player that breaks through there, like a Deion Sanders, right, or a Lawrence Taylor or whatever. Richard like- Sherman. No. No? No. I meant more I, so as, like, a personality-wise. No, personality, yeah, yeah but not, yeah. like, a face of the league yeah, type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. L-O-B. Uh, that whole group was kind of that a little bit in a lot of ways as like a collective maybe, but yeah, not 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 individually. Um, but yeah, there's the rare defensive guy or non-quarterback, but he's in that non, non-quarterback non group for sure. I love Richard Sherman. You would. You I definitely do. would. All right, well, last one here. Singer Pink was the recipro- recipient of a peculiar gift mm. at her Hyde Park concert in London this weekend. London this weekend, mm-hmm. after a fan tossed a bag full of their dead mother's ashes onto the stage. Oh come on, oh, man! A fan recorded the video, mm-hmm. and in it, Pink is seen picking up like a plastic bag, and it was full mm-hmm. of something mm-hmm. in the middle of her performance. Mm-hmm. And she kind of like stopped and asked, "Is this your mom?" And she said, oh I don't God. know how to feel about this. But then she just, like, you know, set set the bag down and went along singing. It was very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and people all over social media were, like, going crazy over this. And they're like, why would you do this? Do you think this is a big deal or no deal? Big deal. No question. I mean, that's w- weird. Can you think of somewhere weirder? For why would her wanna... mom want to be at a pink concert, though? <laughs> like, that I don't understand. Girl power, George. Girl I mean, power. I get that, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. Well, Mom's mom, you know? I was going to say, if you think about it, maybe she's like, I don't know, 13, 14, 15, and her mom's a little bit old. Like, that, it's kind of like that age was range. The, oh, there was a teenager? Yeah, she looked like she could have been a teenager. The age then, is I unclear. I guess maybe, but still weird. Either way, can you think of a weirder place for someone to want their mom's yeah. ashes to be happy and i have a friend who wanted uh, you want his family asked you to do it at delmar right yeah we have this friend of ours george and i uh, his name was pat mcgrath and yeah. he was an all-time sports broadcasting legend that no one has ever heard of he's a he was a very famous statistician for jim nance and dave pash and a bunch of other like really Kevin harlan yeah, all the great know, guys yeah right monday night football on espn i mean this guy he was the most in-demand guy and what was great about him from a professional perspective was he wasn't married. He didn't have kids. He had no ties, man. He was available 365 days a year. And he carried a briefcase. Yeah, oh, big old heavy one, too. <laughs> and um, we, he and I had worked together. Our last last job working together was in um, Minnesota. We had that Giants-Vikings game yeah. in the playoffs. And we went to the airport, and I said, dude, when are you thinking about retiring? And he said, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of starting to think about it a little bit. And our plan was we were going to connect all summer because he likes to come to Del Mar for the races. And then George called me one day, and he just goes, dude, Pat died. Yeah. Like, he was passed no- away in San Francisco at, at doing a Warrior, before a Warriors game. Yeah, Aww, in his hotel room. So sad. And so his family. He was working with Dave Pash. He was going to work with Dave Pash that night. Yeah, Right. So, so at the final four, Lindsay Baseball, Laura, Funchy, at the final four. They had a moment for him. Yeah. Right. And so at, at the Nance after party, 
I got to meet his brother, his niece, and family members, and they said to me, he wanted his ashes spread at the finish line at Del Mar and said you would be the guy to do it. I can't mm. believe it. Oh, my God, I'm getting a little emotional. Um, George, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to allow you to do that. Yeah, you well, definitely need to ask permission because that's a thing. But I think that if I put his ashes on the I mean, on although the if you line, did get arrested for that, it would be yeah. great pub for the show. Oh, yeah. It'd be really good. Oh, yes. That would be amazing. Do it, Cap. Don't ask. Right. Ask for forgiveness, not permission. Oh, I'm definitely not going to ask. I'm going to do it. Okay. Like, but here's the thing. We I need figure, someone to film But you can't this. go like yeah. the full ashes. It's got to be like a little drop real quick and that's But I it. feel well, like the ashes like will mix right into the racetrack. Yeah, like walk and sprinkle, you know? <laughs> yeah, but you sprinkle. can't like empty yeah. the whole thing in one spot. You know I what I mean? I got your bail money. Oh my god! Just walk and sprinkle. Put it, put it. You know, put the bag in your pocket and just kind of let a little bit out at a time. Yeah, if you better I, hope they're not. I mean, you want to talk about cameras? Like you were talking about that Suns game. Oh like, yeah. yeah, the cameras. Hey, let me ask you this though: you'll if be I banned it, there forever, Cap. But if I did it in like the early morning hours, like if I did this at six o'clock when in there's the morning, nobody, then, yeah, there? then it would be even more obvious okay. because yeah. you'd be the only one there. Well, what if you? Because okay, I, I'm. Why don't you just ask? Pub. Yeah, I was gonna say ask, but maybe they'll do it like you could put like a plastic like sheet and then you put them on top of that and then you just you know they're not no. actually on the thing well like I, I, or just say something hey, like that can you do it on like it has to be the finish line that's what they said no i mean i i guess i i just feel like i should do this by going rogue i, I mean, think you have I'm to not advertising you're, you're running your risk that. of not getting back into delmar again <laughs> yeah mm. okay so just so you know i was looking this up because there's a podcast that i listened to recently where this woman claimed long story short she wanted her ashes at Stonehenge, but it's very illegal. It's kind of illegal in most places. Mm-hmm. Like you're not supposed to do that. Like yeah, I guess it's really like bad. The, the, well, it's also the like a biohazard yeah, situation. Exactly. You know? There's laws because like if you do it in the ocean, you have to do it three miles, three nautical miles from away land. from yeah. right away. Yeah, from there's a lot the, of the laws. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. So you probably should ask someone you know there really well mm-hmm. and see if you can do it like kind of on the down low with yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Here, it's, here's what it says for California, Cappy. In California, the law allows ashes to be spread in a cemetery, scattering garden, or someplace else, so long as there aren't local laws against it and the property owner or government agency that oversees the property has given written permission. Mm. I don't yeah. know if the uh, fair commission is going to do that, you know, for the fairgrounds. Hmm. I, again, I, I, don't I don't think, think you I, should ask. You should I don't think do I should it. ask either. I think I got to just do I gotta, it. You just got to do th- it. This is what he wanted. This was his dying wish. But you got to do it in a place that's like super crowded, like that you can't be spotted. Yeah. Is there mm. a point where you're on the track at all? Yeah. Like like before or after the races? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You we'll just gotta, it it's got to be a quick dump yeah, and yeah, go. Yeah. George, I'm going to say this to you right now. You need to be there with me. Oh, I need to be there with you. That's right. That's right. Why do I need to be there with you? Not, because we need to do this together. Yeah, no, like not absolutely not. They didn't ask me to do it. They asked you. <laughs> I think I think it's important. <laughs> no, absolutely not. You are just you are just distancing yourself from no this whole question. concept. Pat, I can't guilt you into this, Pat. If you're listening up, and he listened to the show very regularly. Oh, on he the listened internet. all the time. Um, and he um, he loved the day you farted on the air because um, <laughs> I had a, I had a game with him that night here oh in LA. Oh my gosh. Um, and uh, he had mentioned to me, because I did the game with him the next day. And uh, yeah, Pat, if you're listening up there in the sky on the ESPN LA app in the sky, I'm not doing this with Cappy, bro. Sorry. I love you, but Cappy, I'm not getting arrested. Put him in, them in a bag and like put them upside down in your fanny pack. And so as you walk, you just Oh, right. And then you oh. spill your yes. fanny pack. No, no, no. Right. You put it in mm-hmm. a Ziploc. Yep. You open the Ziploc, open the fanny pack, oh, yeah. open the fanny pack, open the Ziploc, and then you like- 
unclip your fanny pack and like mm-hmm. it falls. Yep. Right. And then you're like, oh my god, my fanny pack fell. And oh, then you're just the stuff spilling out. Right. And you're and right. And you put like chapstick in there and stuff yeah. that you're not going to use later. And then mm-hmm. just like other stuff in there. And then you just like collect that stuff. Like you know. And then like that's it. That's the move. I gotta handle the ashes. No, no, no. You put them in the bag. You put them. You put them in. You put them in a Ziploc inside yes. the bag. Yes, and then, and then you, you open your your bag. fanny pack. Mm-hmm. You open the Ziploc, so, and that way you've got a hold of them and the fanny pack open. And then you like unclip it and be like, "Oh, my fanny pack yes. fell." Like we could rehearse this, Cappy, with like sand or something. Right. I'm gonna wear, so I'm gonna wear surgical gloves. I think. Oh well, that's not gonna look shady. Purple surgical Can't gloves. Can't you wear like some weird fashionable gloves that people <laughs> at racetracks wear for like the derby or something? I don't, I don't know. They wear hats. I don't know if they wear gloves. Yeah, they yeah. probably wear matching gloves. All right. Well, anyway, that's a big deal or no deal. <laughs> I think this will really work, is. Cappy. I think we, we got a plan here. Yeah. All right. We're going right. to work on this. Dealer's Choice and James Harden could be coming back to LA. How about that? Well, how, You know what? Can you clip something from Ramona earlier? It's like just whatever like she thinks. Like, we'll just have that for people who didn't catch it 90 plus minutes ago, maybe 107 minutes ago. So, (laughs) or didn't catch that. One more segment to go. Oh, come on, Cappy. Who sings this? Yeah. Yeah. Big Uh, pimping, Cappy. This has got to be Jay Z, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Look at you. Uh, All right. So, Cappy. Yep. Couple things. Let's fly through these so we can get to dealer's choice. All right. So Zach Lowe on his podcast today was talking about the Clippers. This is pre this whole James Harden could be a Clipper thing mm-hmm. after opting into Philly. And he said they have a big decision on their hands. Obviously, we've talked a lot about it in regards to Kawhi and Paul George. And he thinks this isn't a slam dunk, pun intended, that those two guys are going to get what they want from the Clippers. Why in July and Paul George is September walk in the door and say, Hey, where's our four-year max extension? We want a four-year max extension. The Clippers, in at least one or both cases, are prepared to actually do what real professional organizations do, which is negotiate and not just be like, oh, you guys never play? Sure, here's all the money for all the years, which Mm -hmm. is typically what happens with superstar players. They get all the money and all the years, and there's not a negotiation. You just get it. Mm -hmm. And I think the Clippers... Again, the buzz I heard, this is just what I heard. You, you, I don't know exactly what the truth is, but the buzz that I heard was that the Clippers are like prepared to say, hey, how about to, to either one or both? I don't know. A two plus one, a Chris Paul style deal with a partial in year three. Something to acknowledge the reality that you don't play enough and that we have not had enough success with the two of you considering the outlay of everything we gave up to get you. Now, if that's true, then I would guess the agents who represent those players already know that. And if that's true today, everyone is be, everyone has some understanding of like how those discussions might go. And if you're willing to do that, you have to be willing to acknowledge that there is a universe in which those discussions go badly and you have to turn to the next alternative and we know what that alternative would be. I think that's all that's going on with the Clippers. So mm. I think that it's funny. He he did this on his most recent podcast, which dropped, I think, either last night or this morning. And then we have this whole James Harden story unfold. Yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence that all these things could be potentially tied together, including some of the rumors we've had about Paul George recently. I think the Clippers are looking at this and saying, if we're going to keep these guys, there needs to be a contract structure that makes sense. 
And look, we saw with Zion, there's a bunch of clauses in his deal for games played and waiting, allegedly, and things of that nature. I actually think this is, um, you know, it's it's insightful by Zach Lowe. But on the well, other hand... Especially knowing what we know now about James Harden, which came, you know, a day later, basically, or half a day later. Yeah, Zach's going to have to go back and record a new podcast because that one's now, like, you know, irrelevant, so to speak. Um, look, I think it's insightful by Zach, but on the other hand, I don't think it's outrageous. In other words, like, if I'm the Clippers and I look at Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, I say, hey, fellas, yeah, look, you guys are great ball players, okay? But you, you don't play enough... You're, you've been hurt a lot, both of you guys. And come on, fellas, we have not won. Are, are you guys satisfied? Are you guys happy with the results? Because we're not, and we're paying you guys a fortune. And, like, okay, in our job, you, know, you, you get a certain number of days off, but you don't just say, hey, I'm taking tomorrow off, I'm taking the next day off. Oh, I load well, bags and, and my with, knee hurts. Well, it's more Kawhi than Paul George. Like, no hit, doubt. Yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. Yeah. But <laughs> what I'm saying is you're paying a guy 100% of his salary and he's giving you 65%. You feel me? Yeah. I feel you. I get I it. Think you do. I'm with you. I, I could see, given today this whole story about James Harden, it would not surprise me if the Clippers said, hey, you know what, let's try something else. Well, and here's the thing. Outside of when James Harden wanted to get out of Houston, um, for the most part, outside of real – he's, I mean, the, when he's missed games, it's for real injuries. Like, he's a guy that has been mostly dependable in his career to play games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see it. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's happening. I don't even – like, it, what, it, it came up earlier today. Harden opts in. Clippers could be interested. Um, this this – story that that Lowe has about these two guys and about the Clippers being professional and, and negotiating rather than just, oh, you're a star. Here's lots of money. We don't care what happens after this. Um, I could see it maybe like a Paul George for a James Harden. Well, I'm sure Maury would be okay with that. Um, you know, I'm guessing Harden would want to play with those guys, so we'll mm-hmm. see. Um, hold on. Beto with a text. Better do it on. He says we've got a guy at Delmar that can get this done. He does. He's got the guy. He's got a guy. All right. Even a guy that you don't got. I okay. feel like Beto's wow. version of having a guy is like breaking it at night when some guy's working and he's like, "Here, I'll leave the door unlocked for you." I don't know yeah. about that, but um. yeah. my version is I have a, a key and I just go in at night. Maybe that's what we should do, George. Maybe oh. I should do it. At no, night. we use too many people. <laughs> George is like, I want zero involvement in this. Do not aggregate me as being part of this. I don't want any connection to this. We is way too many people. We don't want legal trouble, Cappy. I know. This is going to have to be me. This is going to be a solo act. I'm going to have to do this one on my own. Solo mission. Yeah. Have you ever been arrested, Cappy? I've never been arrested, thank you. Keep it that way, It's always the first. Anybody here ever been arrested? Never. No. 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 Knock on wood. Anybody ever been in cuffs? I have. I have, too. I have not. I have, but not. Never mind. I have not. I've been in cuffs. I mean, a big you know what I'm saying? Were you in cuffs for a different reason, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cap, hey that, that's very you, Cappy. Yeah. Hey now. I mean, hey now. cuffs in a different way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I just want to welcome uh, and wish everybody a very happy National Handshake Day. Sure. Did you guys know there was National Handshake Day? Uh, yeah, because yep. Lindsay put it on her thing. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. There is nothing worse than a guy who has a lame Dead fish oh, handshake. Clam. Yeah, clam shake. I mean, dude, if you have a lame handshake and you don't try and rip my arm off, I'm going to have a, 
that's a bad first impression. I can tell you that right now. Rip my arm off. Yeah, like grab my no, hand, rip, squeeze it, there's rip a, it. There's levels to rip your arm off to clam. Like there's there's levels to that in between. You don't have to mm. rip somebody's arm off, but don't be a clam either. So uh, excellent work, Cappy. You dumbass. Yeah, nice that day we today. we love you so much for being a dumbass. It's a great day today. A lot of fun today. Funchy, thank you for sitting in today as you have uh, this summer so far. It's been great. Lindsay and Laura, excellent work as always. We'll talk to you mañana. Peace.